I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to a Monday, June 19th, 2023 edition here on the Chase Most Podcast. Sports reporters who have indeed reassembled. Yes, it's Monday, so you know the sports reporters are back here on the program. Uh, we talk about the biggest stories in sports this week, and we also talk about Father's Day, a lot of Father's Day stuff, and some uh, we're turning into old men uh, conversations with Bob and Andrew on this edition of the program. We also talk about Bradley Beal trades, uh, who ended up getting traded not long, uh, mere hours after us uh, taping this pod. Um, along with James Harden, what he'll do, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and the Hornets, um, accents, and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. We were all over the place in, in this edition of the Sports Reporters, who have indeed reassembled. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though, as always with Bob and Andrew. So uh, appreciate you guys checking out today's edition of the program. Uh, if you're not already, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player if you are listening to today's episode for the first time. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, though, please, please, please make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is a daily show, so new content in your feed each and every day. If you're already subscribed, you know what I'm about to say, and you have not already done so, hit that pause button right now and leave this show a five-star rating and a review. Uh, it helps other people find the show, helps other people uh, spread the word, this, that, and the other, uh, all that good stuff. So um, it goes a long way if you could take care of that right now on this very episode. Um, I greatly appreciate it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however your podcast, it all helps. Um, also, if you want to watch this show, guess what? You can do so. Chase Thomas Podcast on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast. Like and subscribe. Well over a thousand subs, 1.6, I think. We're just killing it on the YouTube front. So full episode, shorts, clips, all that good stuff over there on the YouTube page. As always, if you want to get in touch with the sports reporters who have indeed reassembled on this very show, uh, we are tape on Sunday. So if you want to tweet at us any questions you have, pod Chase Thomas or email us at Chase Thomas Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So there you go. 
uh, Monday edition, Bob, Andrew, and myself. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Sports reporters assemble! Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. Sports reporters who have indeed reassembled because it is Sunday morning. Bob is only ever so slightly uh, making a hand waving. You're awake-ish. I'm awake-ish. Awake How much coffee have you had today, Bob? Half of uh, one of these. Oh, so it's not, it hasn't set in yet. No. No. Well, that's Bobby Silverman of the Daily Beast up there in New York City. Bob, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. 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 Um, Before we got it, on air, we spent a lot of time learning about Elton John's Braves fandom. And yes. Now Elton John's made a mortal enemy. He doesn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he might be a friend of the pod. He might be listening. I don't know. Like, I have the Atlanta sports guys every week. Like, he might tune in to some Atlanta sports talk. I don't know. Chase, get Elton John on the pod. I would love Call to have Elton John. Call his people. He seems Call nice. Call Elton John and yeah. get him on for a Braves pod. That would be outstanding. Do I'm that. I'm trying to think if I've ever actually... Do y'all know of a good Elton John interview? I'm trying to think of who he's ever actually, like, sat down for a long one with. I'm sure there has been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, also here... Decked out in all orange, the wrong orange, as we also discussed uh, before jumping on here. Oklahoma State basketball, a deep cut. Cade, Canning, oh, Cade Cunningham, super thing. fan. Eddie oh, Sutton, yeah, yeah. super fan. Um, that's about it. Uh, I know there was, oh, Marcus Smart, I guess, super fan. Andrew Hammond of AL.com. Andrew, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Chase. How are you? Not too bad. Isn't it, wasn't it Eddie Sutton Court? Is it still Eddie Sutton Court where the mm-hmm. Cowboys play? Yeah. Um, and Bob, one of the weird things about Oklahoma State, and it's still just strange to me, is like they're like the lowest, the the lowest um, NIL collective group of any Power Five school. Like for whatever reason, they're just like super, super. Oh, they punted. Yeah, they, they're look NIL collective, whatever. Mm. It's basically like, hey, we have to do the science project. <laughs> that's what that's what it basically is because a lot of like. There are more schools that are still in NIL shy. One, because, you know, things cost money. Mm. Uh, Two. Do tell. um, Yeah, there's just. There are schools. T Moon Pickens didn't leave a little uh, something, something uh, in in the couch cushions for NIL money or. I mean, if you look at their stadium, you look at it in Oklahoma as a top 10 NIL spender. It's just really strange, Bob. Like the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State thing. I would do a whole 30 for 30 on like why there's such a disparity between the, the actual I thought numbers. It's because Oklahoma State only had literally T Boone Pickens as their. Yeah. They, they probably one got. Guy. I would say pound for pound, they probably have maybe one of the best athletics complexes. In all of college sports, hmm. uh, if you if you ever go down there, like it is as close to an Olympic style village hmm. that you can find on a college campus. Wow. Uh, I know everybody has these athletic villages now. Uh, they call them that because you just can't say, "Hey, this is our stadium district." <laughs> Um, mm. without it, you know, coming off as pro. So it's like there's an athletic village. But mm. no, seriously, like when you go, 
if you ever go to Oklahoma State, because Bob, I know he's going to go to Stillwater. Uh, he he's is. a fan of the people. I, I, I was just Googling where is Oklahoma State. I thought it was Stillwater. <laughs> yeah. sure. uh, but no, it, it, it's probably one of the best uh, athletics complexes that I have ever seen. It's one of the best in the nation. It's world-renowned, all that. But um, but there's no money left over to hire the Cavender Twins well, or something that like that. Is, it's that, and there are schools, and one reason why – Everybody, every coach is you know, like going to Congress and saying, hey, so there needs to be some regulations here. Because, I mean, like like Chase was saying. Yeah, we should we should leave this an unregulated black market. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Why don't and, we why don't we have it just continue to be the wild, wild west forever? Like, in, well, I think it's going to be you no know, regardless of what NIL regulations, because every state's different. Every state's going to have their own rules. It's going to like every university is going to do their own thing. You're never going to be able to keep these boosters and collectives in lockstep with the NCAA. It's such a silly thing. Well, the NCAA is, is basically like, hey, so here's a plan. Mm now the ncaa is coming up with this plan it's a great plan what the what they're gonna tell us okay what about if we took all of the money that these athletes are making now just hear me out here and we just take it all away yeah I mean, is really is that I'm, i i haven't been keeping really i mean it, 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 i, I say that jokingly either. But that's essentially what the NCAA, if, if the NCAA were to put something together. Well, they're trying to cap earnings. Like, that's something that I think yeah. is ultimately the goal here. And you can't cap the earnings once it's out of the tube. Yeah. You're not going to change. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Like, you're not yeah. going to change what some guys are getting off. Like, that's not going to go over well with the players. Like, it, 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 what other market are you going to be like, hey, no, these guys can only make X amount of dollars in NIL? It's like, no. Like if this brand Mercedes of Tuscaloosa wants to pay me two point seven million to come in, I should be allowed to take that. Like the, you're not going to win this argument. Like the NCAA is going to lose this nine times. Like they can't give Bijan Robinson a another orange school. Yeah, they can't give him a Porsche. No, because the field hockey player at Northwestern, you know, has a local sponsorship with a coffee shop. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, as a Medill grad, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean that's essentially what it's coming down to, and it's just like you got you guys can't regulate this. That's why I'm going like the NCAA model is okay. We take uh, all the money and we get rid of it. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, I have a question. As an NIL yeah. not knower, I have a question. So, at as things currently stand. There is no real regulatory system in place and no cap on how much NAL money can be given to any college athlete for their, as a sponsorship. Yes. Okay. Is there any regulation forcing any of this information to be made public? No, that's what they also want because they're going against like some player, because that's the whole thing with tampering is like, they don't know what's actually being offered, what the deals actually look like. And that's the main thing they also want. They want transparency on the deals. So these kids and their parents aren't getting screwed and aren't getting false promises. University of Florida. Yeah. Um, which happened with Jaden Rashada, who is yeah. now at Arizona State. So all that sure. falling out. So that is something that might happen. Like you might get some you, regulatory. Yeah, you're going to have to. But I also question, I'm like, I don't know if all these states are going to sign on for that. Like if you're some of the, like, it's just really, really hard to get a would, uniform it, it set of rules the, here. It would yeah, the like there's, the I think there's no entity that regulates 
these kinds of economic transactions mm-hmm. in play, like I don't well, know, Congress. Well, yeah. well, but, but then, good but luck then with that. Like, have yeah. you, like, it's just, but I, have, I have looked at Congress recently and <laughs> I, I, I recoiled like I found something under a rock that looked, that didn't seem like it was human. Can you imagine in a meeting animal. with Diane Feinstein right now where you're just like, all right, and explaining NIL to, we're having enough trouble explaining it to me, let alone an octogenarian. They, what was it when they were doing social media regulation what was it 2016 2017 something like that they were they had brought up all the tech social media people on capitol hill and it was one of those situations where you know when somebody when you have somebody in an interview or you're talking to a parent or you're talking to a family member and clearly they don't know how to operate social media. Mm-hmm. So they're having somebody do it for them. You could tell which, you know, members of the committee could operate their social media and the ones who, oh, my intern has been doing it. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh boy. oh boy. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of senior moments, I, I spent a lot of yesterday trying to fix my father's computer because I don't even want great to drawing, by the way, Bob. Shout Thank out to Bob you. Silverman, son of the year. Great drawing. Thank for... you. That was the, that was the birthday present. His birthday and yeah. Father's Day. His birthday is on the eleventh, and Father's Day is you know the second week okay in second Sunday in June. Mm. So every year they land within you know at most seven days of one another. Yeah. And so yes, I did some art. That's my dad's actually family. exactly a month apart. His birthday is July seventeenth. So I guess yeah, every year it's always yeah. a month apart. There you go. Um, in any case, yesterday was spent trying to fix the issues on his computer. And how do I describe this? Uh, sorry to shame you on Father's Day, Dad. But okay, here's the problem. Imagine you have a messy room and mm-hmm. it's strewn with clothes. Just every square inch of that messy room is, is clothes and stuff and garbage and your personal items and everything. And it's just everywhere on the floor. Mm-hmm. So... You wanting to, your room, by the way, this floor is my father's desktop. You want to clean it up. Okay. So you buy a, yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the last time it was clean? (laughs) Never. You, you buy, you buy a dresser drawer to put things away in. Okay. Mm -hmm. For my father and explain to him, okay, we're going to label things on this dresser drawer. Here's your sock drawer. Here's your shirt drawer. Here's your pants drawer. Um, and my father, instead of putting things in those drawers, somehow manages, because we got him a new computer because the old one was so filled with malware and junk, what he keeps doing is making exact copies of all the stuff that's on the floor, putting them in random dresser drawers that are unlabeled, and then duplicating all of the stuff that's on the floor. So it's like trying to clean up a mess where and find, say, one sock when there are eight copies of that same sock filled on various hard drives, backups, drop off folders, and this dresser drawer that you gave him six years ago. Mm. So, um, the Augean stables for all you Greek myth fans pale in comparison to trying to navigate my father's computer to make it workable and functional. It was very difficult. Happy Father's Day. Good son, Bob. Good yeah. son for doing it. Andrew, let's yeah. do that. Like the what? Uh, what is your uh, Father's Day tale that you would like to tell it, with your by father? By the way, and complaining yeah. about this on a podcast is the most uh, dad-affiliated activity I could possibly engage in. Yes. So shouts to me as well. There you go. 
Shout Can I just talk about how I've slowly become my father and I absolutely hate it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's inevitable. It is it inevitable. Really is. It really is. It really is. Sorry. You can't yeah, hold it. It's, it's terrible. Um, it's also kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, For all you nature versus nurture fans out there, we're putting up a bunch of checks in the nurture, in the nature box. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. This stuff yeah. is hardwired. Yeah. You will become your own father. Oh, man. And you won't even oh. see it coming. There'll just be certain things. Yeah. And you're just like that. I did. I, where did that even come from? What? Yeah. What is that? What what is what is that? I have a I have a lot of those in my thirties now. Like oh, what is that? God. What is so that? there's two. There there there's two. Um, mm-hmm. One I actually tweeted about today because it happened uh, last spring, which was really hilarious. But no, there was one time, and I just moved to Michigan. I had been there maybe four or five months, and I got a new coffee machine, mm-hmm. and. You know, get a a Mr. Coffee or a Braun or something else. So I thought about getting a Keurig. Oh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so, so here's here's it's like Mm. I'm not my father, I'm my father scale. Like it's just sliding slower over. Mm -hmm. Okay, please tell me you didn't get a Keurig. No, Bob is screaming internally right now. I got a Mr. Coffee. That's what I'm saying. Like. I'm slowly like it's veering toward I'm becoming my father because I, I was because looking- why? What are the reasons why you didn't do it? Explain them, please. <laughs> Lay them out for us because I think your dad might be right here. No, no. Not to- because I so I looked at the Keurig that I wanted and I was uh-huh. like, no, no. Just I'm going to spend. Exp- I'm going to choose to spend more on these useless pods because I lack the skills to make a pot of coffee. I am going to create more landfill in the world because I am too lazy to go through the step of buying even like a coffee machine with a built-in filter and then having to clean it. Or, I don't know, spending $4 once every two months to buy a 200-pack of coffee filters. And I realize that's incredibly wasteful. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Mr. Hammond is right. I'm team Mr. Hammond on this one. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Papa Hammond was killing it here. So, basically, I'm dr- I like made a pot of coffee. So, I couldn't sleep. And like you know when you like get really 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 good sleep, but it's like a short amount of time. Mm. And so I woke up at like maybe five thirty five forty five. And so, you know, go You're make some make coffee. coffee. Sure. And sitting there flipping through the channels, some old TV show. I forgot what it was. Matlock. No, it was older than Matlock and probably better. Um. So yeah, I'm I don't sitting think that was there. necessary on a Father's Day, but continue. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I, I'm sitting there drinking the coffee, and instead of a newspaper, I'm looking at my iPad. And so I, I subscribe to um, Apple News, mm-hmm. so I'm getting like the front pages. Speaking of, of dad-coded behavior. <laughs> so like, like, like the scale, once again, the scale is flying <laughs> And so I'm sitting there just kind of scrolling through, kind of reading some stuff. And then I flipped it to, <laughs> I flipped it to sports center and it would, they were showing, <laughs> I know, I know. This man is transitioning from Apple news to sports center in the year of 2023. I love this. Continue. And so I'm just like, I, I, you know, flip to sports center and I see something about golden state. Steph Curry's hitting threes and, you know, they're showing, it's basically like an extended highlight. And I'm just looking and I'm like, 
and in my head, and I knew I had effed up. And I'm like, why is that guy shooting that three? That's not his shot. And then I realized, I was like, oh, no. I've become my father. No, the final form here, Andrew, is when you watch, like, jaw play next year after in game 26. Uh, <laughs> when he just goes for his first drive and you're like oh he took four steps oh and that's no, no, traveling no, 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 that's no, no, when you've entered no, no. your father's zone when you start po- calling travels mean, in an nba game I, that's final form right I, there i've come to realize that everybody travels in the nba and i'm just like whatever i'm more do you so, know who hasn't figured that out yet andrew all no. the fathers over the age of 60 years old oh right it's, it's hilarious yeah. mm-hmm. but no um but yeah i was literally like watching an old tv show Mm-hmm. drinking a black coffee there you go and you know looking through the newspaper and i'm just or newspaper and i'm mm-hmm. just i i hit the, the realization newspaper. i've become my father and i text him and i said dad i've become you and he's like what so i called him to i called it to explain to him mm-hmm. and he was just like oh well that's good anything else up- you cranked up the Harry Chape and you're like, old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you. <laughs> I can't stand you. But yeah, no, uh, the the other dad thing that I did, and I, like I said, I tweeted about this earlier today was, so I want to say it was maybe summer. No, no, it was late spring, late spring of last year, late mm-hmm. spring, early summer. I go to Home Depot on a Saturday. I was getting some plants. And so I'm just like looking at the mowers because at the time I was considering, yeah. okay, if I, if I buy a house next year, I'm, you know, just going to take a look and see, you know, what they have and whatnot. You're mm. not actually shopping at Home Depot. You're just I'm, shopping at Home Depot. Again, this is extremely dad coded. You know, I'm saying, hey, I'm trying to ballpark the market. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and you're not going to do it by searching online. You're going to actually <laughs> physically go to the Home Depot and check price tags. You're damn right. Anyway. Andrew, you sure again, you don't have any scale, children tucked away somewhere? Because the scale is sliding over. Yeah. Um, and so I'm there and it's me and these three guys, and I'm just sitting there. Are you now are you, are you gonna start talking about mo about mowers with some guys you oh, met yeah, at Home Depot? Did. By oh, the way, wow. coffee in hand. Coffee in hand. And then <laughs> And then one guy leaves, so it was just me and the other guy. I, I thought I was turning into my dad, but you and really Andrew, you really win this round. You buddy look. buddy, I ended up I ended up like this guy, I ended up convincing him to buy a mower. And he was like, Oh man, he was like, How am I gonna explain this to my wife? Whoa! Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> and now you're all wife guys. And, you just you're here, the trifecta here. And, here, and, here's, and, and here's here's I I don't remember. I remember it was like a Toro or something. Um, mm-hmm. but I forgot. Like like because somebody was asking me, oh, what's the model? Like I just remember it was a Toro, and that's it. But here's the kicker. Here's where I hit my final dad form, mm-hmm. and I knew I immediately had to leave. Like you know, you watch them little, uh, them little documentaries on like the little uh, rock rock stars or whatever. They're like, this is where I hit rock bottom. Okay. I was looking you, at my stuff. You were watching VH1s behind the music. Yeah. That's the point you're making. Yes. Yeah. So like Nikki my my VH1 behind the music moment was like he. I just remember the guy saying, 
so he was because he was like my wife's gonna kill me he was i was like but think about it this way she's gonna have a nice lawn to look at and he was like yeah you know we, i was like man it's like man just go for it like like she'll be mad right now but in the long run she'll be very happy so if there is a suburban housewife in the state of michigan in the uh, Detroit area right now who may be listening to this and your husband bought a mower um, in the last year at a Home Depot and you yelled at him for, I don't know, whatever amount of time. My bad, dog. Speaking as a wife guy, Chase, not to, yep. not to hijack the control of this podcast, but I'm doing that. Chase, oh, as, as a wife guy, mm-hmm. um, what is the purchase that Mrs. the the sports uh, Mrs. Mrs. Chase Thomas that mm-hmm. Sam said that you purchased without consulting her? Just to be clear, this doesn't even have to be since you actually tied the knot. But what is the purchase that made her, you know, metaphorically stand at the transom of your doorway with a rolling pin, giving you stink eye? What was the purchase that you made that made her go, "What the hell is wrong with you? Why did I marry this dingus?" Um, okay, couple. Um... <laughs> Anytime this is, I just like, to be clear, this is also extremely dad coded behavior. But go yes. on. Um, online, probably when I got okay. So she was like, "Why?" <laughs> I got road podcast equipment. So where I had like when I'm recording and I can't get home. So I basically mm-hmm. got a bunch of stuff for when I'm away. When you, when you say road podcast recording, do you mean putting on a pair of wraparound Oakley sunglasses and, and doing rants in your car or no. an actual pod? Okay, good. Go yeah, on. yeah. No, actual pod. Like another <laughs> mic, <laughs> another. Ask him where he was at on January 6th. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, not that. Um, Not, no. And. <laughs> yes yeah none of that um but also um probably when i got that one where she was like i don't understand why you have it why and i was like well no that's the home base that's the home mic and mixer and everything else i need like the backup for if i'm at a coffee shop or i can't get home like it's more of like if we're traveling if i'm in atlanta for the weekend i need need to have an a bill simmons style emergency yes well i mean not even just emergency podcast We needed to hash it out on the pyramid. Come on. My Simo So is that terrible. was a tough one. That was a tough one. My explain. Simmons is just actually a bad imitation of Ross, a bad imitation of Simmons. It's it's mm. a terrible Simmons. It's there was one guy who was really good on Twitter doing it from yeah. a couple years ago. I think, that's who, I think that's who Roth is imitating. So I'm 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 doing Do you know what I'm talking about though, where he did the LaCroix yeah. bit and everything, the opening yes. from like four yes. oh it's hilarious. I wish I had that saved because it was a it's really funny. Um is LaCroix having a moment? Um but yeah, that's probably the biggest one. I've also when I've gone to um the pet store and I'm only my job is to only get pet like the the necessary pet food for Khaleesi the dog. And I just you think go about full target, don't you? Yes, I do. I go and I get her some extra bones, some extra and she's like how did you spend X amount of dollars at the pet sure. store when I know what the cost is for said um yeah she looked at the receipt and the principal thing you were supposed to buy yes i i still got what i was supposed to buy but i went above and added some things because i was like thinking about uh, right right right. he he was like a crow he saw something shiny and he had to have it but at petco yeah so those are probably the two 
two ones that jump out. I mean, I think we're pretty good at, I mean, one of the things that you learn pretty early on in marriage is um, it's our money. So everything yeah. is like, you learn pretty quickly of like every move I make in that regard. I'm like, WWSD, what would Sam see, do? <laughs> see, yeah, see, this is the thing. Chase, because you do not grow up in a Jewish household, that's where you learn that spending any money ever is a bad idea. I'm sorry to, mm. to play into all of the worst stereotypes, but this one is it is based in reality for a lot of us. And uh, yeah, my, the fights that my mom and my dad had about money were always about the instant, like they are hardwired not to spend money. So the mm. fights were actually about those moments where they should have spent. That's money. how my wife is. My wife's a great uh, saver, great, all that kind of stuff. And I'm definitely someone who had just, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand money. Like I don't, I, I don't really, it's not really my, Fair. not my Fair. thing. Um, well, there you sports. go. Father's Day edition here on the program. <laughs> are, are we going to touch on any sports items? Or we should probably any... touch on some sports items. For instance, anything? your anything favorite good? Bradley Beal trade option for you, Andrew Hammond. What is it? If you could do your perfect Bradley Beal trade, what would it be? So, so do I have to actually follow through with the trade? You do. <clears throat> you do. Yeah, my you favorite, it's your favorite one. one. Yeah. You mean my your favorite, favorite one because one. it's awful? But no, 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 no. My favorite. Let's not do awful. Positive. Your favorite one that you would like for Bradley Beal on this team? Um. Honestly, I don't care. Oh. Wow. One because the market is such a screwed up. Like, whatever happens with Bradley Beal at this point, unless somebody, unless somebody else decides, oh. I want to opt out or, oh, I want to trade. Not Zion, but, you know. Zion Zion for Zion to going to Charlotte is one of my favorite fake. This well, may just be smoke. Well, hold on to that because that's on the list, Bob. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch okay. on that, well, too. I would say it's probably Miami because I'm fascinated with what, with what Miami would deal in that. Um, the actual thing I want to see is, Miami getting all the way up to the altar and Pat Riley saying, no, no, I want to hold the line at Tyler hero. You cannot have, you cannot have, sorry, you cannot have injured Eminem. That's that's, that's where I'm drawing a line in the sand. But then we get the spin from heat hashtag heat culture which is, oh, this is a great chess move. No, it's like, no, guys, you can't sit there and say that these are great chess moves. Oh, well, we didn't go after this guy. It's a great chess move. No, no. Can no, I tell you what I think play? Miami wants, though? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I think they Miami? want Lillard. And I think Beal's popping up because they're like, they're worried that Lillard's not going to actually come on the market. So Beal's like this. They're not going to. Yeah. I don't think. I, they, I don't everything I'll, I'll defer to Sean Hyken who's been covering this team yeah. depth at the Rose Garden Report and if you're a Blazers fan that is definitely a worthy follow mm. but and he said he's been saying for months that there is no indication that this front office has any real desire to move well in. and that's that's why I'm just like I think Miami has to go super in on Bradley Beal because I think what they would prefer and who I think would actually mesh better with Butler and Bam is Dame like Dame has that yeah, kind of Dame is better even at 34 well not just yeah. better but he's just and he just he strikes me as, can he's i tell done you stuff why? in the postseason i think jimmy would respect Dame more i'm not sure i love the beal fit in miami the defense yeah, has I never been either. good 
It was okay. It, it was the Miami was, by the way, one win away from the conference finals, like back a few yeah. years ago. Not that long. Not Miami. Sorry, Washington was. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a, he was not a guy who you needed to worry. He was not a good defender at that on those. Well, he's not a complete. He was, like, he was oh my fine. god! I think it's. I think we're t- you know from what all the smart beat guys have said about Beal, it's that the the defense has really fallen off a cliff. In mm. that it's been a combination of injuries and indifference with a terrible situation in Washington. So that that if you need him to play like defense that is not. Not not to the point where other teams are targeting him in the playoffs because he can't guard anybody. That he, if he needs to just hold his own, he can still do that even at thirty. Um, I, I kind of think he kind of has to go to Miami because that if Phoenix gets him mm. for Chris Paul and Landry Shaman, and then moves Aiton for depth because they'll have none depth at that point. I guess that could work. It, uh, it, it it seems like they're picking between getting Chris Paul and then trying to flip him for more stuff elsewhere or Miami's here, have some Haywood's workmen. And I don't know, we'll throw an Omar Yurt saving in that deal and, and Duncan Robinson. Um, I guess if he's cool with going to Phoenix, that's a better offer. Cause you could still probably get something for you at worst. You could well, trade you him see into San Antonio's cap space. For a pick. Well, did you see what Haynes reported with the Phoenix deal? Like what deal? <laughs> it, where it's yeah. like they have to keep Aiton and Chris yeah. Paul has to be in the deal. Yeah, I mean that it's Paul. That it's Paul and Landry Shaman. I think yeah. the the point that we're making about this, and Andrew, I do think Miami is the best fit for him. I think yeah. that is the best place for him to go, and just in terms of roster construction. But we are starting to learn how restrictive this new CBA is, and mm. the answer is extremely restrictive. All teams are already, they're planning right. I think Matt Moore hinted at this, that the things he's hearing, Matt Moore, Hardwood Paroxysm in the Action Network, tweeted, I think at 2 in the morning, which I was up watching. I was was being completely normal at 2 a.m. There's no reason for me to be on Twitter. It's normal stuff. Um, And, but he tweeted that something, or no, this may have been earlier in the day, that like, but he repeated it at 2 in the morning, that there's the kind of offers that he's hearing bandied about are very, very stupid seeming at face value. Hmm. Whereas things like you can get a something approaching fair value for Zion, but not OG Ananobi. Um, the, every single team is looking two to three years ahead of the line, ahead of time, and knowing that any false step you make now will absolutely hamstrung your team for the entirety of a GM's tenure by say 2025. So that is the, so the problem is the only people that can teams that can trade for Bradley Beal right now are teams that are already know they're going to be in cap hell at that time. So they're hmm. documented. So that's why Milwaukee's there. That's why Phoenix is there. And that's why Miami is there and other, and, and because no team wants a possibly 32-year-old Bradley Beal who may be seriously declining at that time. The history of undersized scoring guards lasting well into their 30s is not great. So the market is very weird for things. It's very, very weird. And, and, and a lot of these trades, when they finally do get announced, are going to make people go, that's it. Or in other instances, they gave up how much for who. Mm. Um, 
So this is so that's to me what this is indicative of. I hate. I am starting to hate the new CBA. I think it is bad for players. Well, I think every, welcome, welcome, yeah. Bob. I'm 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 on team I'm on team Dad Hammond over here. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it is bad for players. The the middle class, the guys getting we used to get at this point what you would call an average salary of four years, seventy two million, or even a four eighty. That group is going to get screwed by this. No one is going to say, well, I'd like a solid role player who I'm paying fair value to, a Josh Hart, for example, when having Josh Hart is going to basically mean it's impossible to trade anybody else. Why don't I take 75% of the value that Josh Hart will provide and just use it on a, see if I can internally develop a, a second round pick? Or grab a flyer. On Everyone's going to try and do the heat drive. thing, and most everyone are fail. is going to try to do the heat thing, and most of them are going to fail. It's going to hurt the middle class of NBA players. the The one percent are still going to get what they deserve, or closer to what they deserve because they still don't get what they deserve. But and fans are going to hate it because teams are going to trade away good players because of money. The only people who are going to like this de facto hard cap are Andrew. You want to fill in the blank here? <laughs> The only people who like this are the owners. Thank you. That's who this benefits. I mean, One, shocker, shocker that a labor and, agreement and, ended up benefiting management and harming and, the and look, workforce I'm and the not, consumers of the product. That's terrible. And once again, I'm not saying this as somebody who is in favor of this. I'm saying this as somebody who was looking around going and he, it's you can't say these things on social media because you, you know NBA. Well, don't NBA, say it on don't say it on the anti-vax far right website. You can say it on other parts of social. Media. I, was, I was gonna say you can't say it. On, you can't say it, but you can put it on video because they love video right now. You, on can't, other you can't put it. You can't put it on Twitter. We're debate growing right now. We're having a debate. Yeah, <laughs> debate me. You, you you can't say these things on NBA Twitter because NBA Twitter likes nuance. I know, shocker, but yeah, like. I feel like we all could have seen this coming, and now Andrew Andrew posts a, a long threaded screed about the about the about the problems with the new CBA, and beneath it are a bunch of a bunch of blue check marks accusing oh. him of being a groomer, and at least three or four spam bots asking that saying that he's a new she's a new girl in his area and wants to get to know him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just yeah. Oh boy, but yeah, um, I can't. So when all I say, all I say is when's the next lockout and or strike because that's where we're headed. I mean, what the what is when is the opt out, Jamie? Jamie, when does the, I mean, when is while, the opt out? It doesn't even start until twenty twenty four, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a five year opt ten 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 year opt out. Yeah, something like five ten years, but basically. No, seven they're, year, they're, it's, seven uh, years. Seven some... years. That's what I remember. That's yeah. what I And and so, eh, I I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad for the workforce and bad for basketball fans. So, look, I am uh, as far as where Bradley Beal plays. Um, yeah, let 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 Riley and and uh, Spolstra try to try to sort of work that situation out. They're they they've already got two max guys. They are 
by definition. I don't think they're going to do it. They're just the ultimate, like, we're going to no, get close. they have been so thirsty. Like, Riot, they, Riley loves that for, stuff. For all of the small ball BS that Heat fans love with Heat culture, it's born out of the fact that they've been burned in free agency and in trades for, we like... All- we remember, we remember the five-year, hundred million dollar Hassan Whiteside contract. Yeah. Everyone remember which quickly. Well, a lot of it even Hassan goes back Whiteside before that, right? Because of contract. how the Chris Bosh era ended, they were kind of screwed, and it wasn't their fault. Like that, just and it wasn't Bosh's fault. But the way yeah, that no, ended was yeah. uh, there, there really were rough. Chances beyond their control. Yeah, but at the same but look, time, how did they get back to being the Heat? How did mm. they get back to this place? They went star hunting with a disgruntled star, yeah. Jimmy Butler, and they got him for. What turned out to be pennies on the dollar. So yeah. they'll do it again. Like, I don't want to buy this whole oh oh we do no no you're in this situation because like like Bob said they went star hunting they failed but the one guy that they got out of it turns really out to good. be yeah can I tell you who Jimmy. I actually think they end up with and who I think it's James Harden no I don't I think Harden signs for it's going to be Harden. Do that. No, you're so wrong. It's going right. to be Harden. Right, right, right. Okay. That just, wrong. That wrong. I don't believe Harden's going to Houston. Terribly. I, I think he I, I think he stays in Philly, but uh, no, no, he's not going to Miami. They're going to ask him to do things he doesn't want to do. We're going to have him work. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. He doesn't want to do that. Why would he do that? I mean, if he wants to save his legacy, that's a legacy uh, saver. I what, feel like, what, what, I feel okay, like James Harden has other priorities. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. What about okay. James Harden has ever made you think that he really cares about his "quote unquote" legacy? Yeah. Okay. So, what uh, indication sorry, has he no, ever given does, to that? Does James Harden? And I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say this, but is James Harden the type of player that we can say, "Oh, this person has a legacy"? Look, I. I, I mean, he the, was a couple of plays. I mean, a Chris Paul injury away from being a Finals, the best player I, in a Finals I, team. I think we're all too easily dunking on James Harden for. Yeah, I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to want him to go to her. There's something uh, I was I was talking about this with Lindsay Adler, who's the baseball writer for the Wall Street Journal, and what she said is she was having a conversation with Carlos Correa, and you know people were busting Carlos Correa's chops about why he didn't take more money from a different team, Mm. and he goes, and he he basically says like, it's three hundred million dollars. Why do I need five? Another two, what is two hundred million more at that? At, what is that? That's it's it doesn't mean anything. Like my entire family lineage is taken care of. My yeah. children's 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 children will never have to want in their entire lives. What is more due? What is it for? Is it, it other than an indi- uh, as a signifier of my worth, which isn't real? Like my worth exists beyond two hundred million more than three hundred million, which already is just an insane and ridiculous amount of money that no one on this planet should have. So, communist. Why? Why? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, fair. Uh, why? <laughs> Socialist, but you know, fair. Um, like, why do I need that? It's obscene. I mean, he doesn't outright say it is obscene to want that and see it as being really important to have that, but. That's what he said, and I think that's important. Like, what James Harden has done as a basketball player puts him in the top 1% of 1% of all players who have ever played professional basketball. He is all, like, there is no legacy. He is already, his greatness is 
is does not need to be validated. It doesn't need to be validated by a ring. It doesn't need to be validated by everyone's collective perception. It, that's that's not something that James Harden needs to care about. Winning a title, according to everyone who's ever won one in any sport, is really honking awesome, and it's a feeling you never forget, and it creates a bond between a group of guys or girls that will last a lifetime. And that's something absolutely that people should shoot for. But the legacy stuff, that's, uh, that's horse pucky, and it shouldn't really matter. And I don't think it matters to James Harden, and I think there's even a way to say, actually, that's a far healthier way to look at life. If James Harden is going to be happier playing at Houston for, uh, at best, you know, 33-win team, yeah, man, that's fine. I just I don't, don't think, think he it, does I don't it. I think it should be dumped on. I think, it's, I think that's that's his priorities, and I don't think one is necessarily better than, the, like, okay, James but Harden. But has Harden ever gotten this kind of heat? Like, I think he does. He I think got he's it. Starting... He, he gets it. He got it constantly. Well, I'm he saying, like, if he goes season. to Houston – the yeah. narrative about James Harden will shift so strongly. No, no, I don't think James no. Harden cares about narratives. Yeah, He's not and good for him. And good for him. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I, I, the narrative will shift. More people will say he's 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 doing it for the money or he's doing it because he wants to, I don't know, hang out at clubs and, and, and have fun. While for what I, it, he doesn't have to explain okay. why he wants it. Yeah. But so, wouldn't it be cooler in Miami? Wouldn't it be cooler no. to see him no, try on defense and no, Miami try no, and put him in? No, no, try on defense. He's not a good defensive good player. Luck you with can't that. try your way to being a good defender any more than uh, than Chris Porzingis can try their way to being a point guard. He's not. But a can good he not fill those player. Duncan Robinson minutes? Could he not do that? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he could. Uh, one, I want the Heat to 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 be sucked into the fiery pit of hell. So no, I don't right. want that to happen. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, okay. that's his choice. That's what makes him happy. I'm sorry. I don't think one. There's no morality to this to the to a choice of where you want to apply your trade, unless you're choosing to say, I, I, like, unless you're saying, well, actually, I want to go to work for BlackRock or I want to go work as you know, uh, as a mercenary somewhere. Like, there aren't a lot of moral decisions to be made in which basketball team you decide to play for and for how much. In fact, I'd argue there are none. They're all equally immoral, <laughs> and like let the man, let James Harden cook, man. That's yeah. my final thought. Um, remind me to tell y'all what I saw at Lowe's yesterday here in Knoxville off the pod. Um, because okay. that <laughs> pertains to waves. Said, um, Bob, mm-hmm. Jordan sells majority share um of the Charlotte Hornets, and now there's some questions like the most Hornets thing possible, I think, and this kind of leads into when you were talking about Zion and the number two pick. I feel like the most Mitch Kupchak, Charlotte Hornets, just dysfunction. The thing that they're going to do here yeah. is they're going to trade for Brandon Ingram and not Zion. They're going to give up the number two pick That's for Ingram. That's not a Ingram. terrible trade either. That's, so you're okay yeah, with that. Say, that's actually yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Risk, look, if, if you want to say, look, Brandon Ingram can be the primary scorer on a good team. Go for it. And we know he's going to play, you know, 80% of the games at worst. I don't think so. Last year he played like thirty. You know, he, he did not miss fifty games. Last yes, he did. Year. Jamie, he the... hold Jamie, on. Brandon Ingram Brandon was not available almost all last either, year. Either what? way, I would... he played forty-five games last year. Okay, Brandon, Brandon Ingram for the most part, but you know that was a weird situation. With Guess how many year, games he played the year before? A lot. Fifty-five. Okay. Um, I was honestly not aware of Brandon Ingram's history. History, so point taken. But. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, that's that's fine. I, I think if, I think I, I think they're probably going to keep the trip pick, and but I, I would go all in for Zion. Why not? Zion and Lamelo. Yeah, a healthy line, a healthy Zion and Lamelo oh, is extremely no. cool. Go for okay, it. Okay, Sam. Okay, okay, Sam Quinn. No, don't write it for CBS. He he had oh, a he, he had a piece uh, last well this past week basically saying if Zion is on the market, everybody in the NBA should go after him. Well, um, no, not everybody in the NBA. Yeah, this but is not Hornets, true. Yeah, like unless you're assuming the Hornets are just go- are going to start getting a lot of draft picks right. Um, Zion, when healthy, is awesome. Go yeah. for it. They were you the best team in the West the when he was healthy. Hmm? Like, they were the number yeah. one seed in the West in January. I, I, I say go it's, for it. If you can, the Atlanta Hawks were number one seed in January one time. Hey, Eastern like, Conference Finals, let's hang the banner. Remember when we were all the the whole team was actually the players of the month in January? That was yeah, and that was cute. And then what? Y'all got swept or made it to the Eastern Conference Finals? They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's fine. But still then, pretty good. But then they get swept or like losing five games. They lost to LeBron James, who went to the finals ten straight. Like, like it happens. You lose saying. to LeBron. Oh, oh I, I thought we were talking about the more recent Atlanta oh. Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. I thought he was talking about the Damari Carroll, Kyle Corver, Jeff T. No, Paul I think, I th- I think he, we're, we're talking about the trade. I was talking about the uh, the the Atlanta Hawks of the, uh, oh, hey, we're cool. Atlanta's going to do something. Everybody remembered Atlanta sports is going to Atlanta sports. But, yeah. They, the Braves just won a title two years this ago. Before that, this was we're not before getting that. into Braves talk, Elton John, okay? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, look, I just – I. I don't buy the Zion stuff. I don't buy the that he's oh, on the market. What do you not buy about the Zion stuff? I, you I just you just don't think his... he can ever be healthy at that bo- at that size. Well, and it, it's and that really and does he it's that, but it's also does he actually want to play? Because if I this whole thing of, yeah. if I this whole thing of if if this whole thing of oh I don't want to play. Or, or trade me to the Knicks, or I want to become a Nick, buddy. What have you done you to push that type? Like, you haven't been able to push that, and no pun intended, you haven't been able to push that type of weight that you can sit there and just go, oh, hey. I am, I, am, I am all for players throwing their weight around. I think it's fine. I think it's fun. I'm all for that. I'm all for it too, but I don't care if it's earned. I don't I'm, care. I'm also, you, the leverage you have is the leverage you can create, and Zion has it. I think whether it's what, merited where? or not is irrelevant. Where is the leverage? The leverage is is the potential for Zion Bar- Zion to be Charles Barkley, but with a rocket booster strapped to his back is still there. He's only what twenty two. Andrew, I, I'm not saying it's true. I'm no, saying that I'm, is the perception, I'm, and therefore just, the perception is the reality. I get, that. I get that. I'm just I'm I'm done with the whole. He's done. Dad's done. Dad's done for the day. I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just over trying to make Zion a thing. When Andrew is so mad, his beanie is falling off. I'm. I I actually kind of sort of am. Because I know. I'm not. I'm, we can like, all see it. I'm just. You at I'm, home, you can see it too. I'm not making this up. I am so sick of this because we haven't heard a peep from Zion in terms of 
him getting back, you know, into shape, him doing oh, X, yeah. Y, Z. Oh, you want some YouTube remix videos of him doing workouts? Well, and that's the thing. You it's want, like, the, you oh, want the Ben Simmons gym. PR he's tour from Zion? He's back in the gym. He's back in the gym. And then all of a sudden, we get the whole, oh, he's basically just Ben Simmons. He's he, he's just Bayou Ben Simmons, basically, which, ironically enough, Ben Simmons and telling you. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm – I'm tired of people trying to fire up the hype train and just just call a spade a spade. Can and we, Jamie, can we get Dad a nice IPA and a DVD of Master and Commander? He's getting a little riled up again. I haven't seen Master and Commander in a minute, too. The seas have become battlefields. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over trying to Master Commander cakes just. Hey Bob, can you do no, Wayne Jenkins no, on the Zion trade to the to the Pelicans or to the Hornets? Until he kicks Wayne that Jenkins. cycle to the curb, and then you want me to do Leroy Jenkins? I can do Leroy Jenkins. No, great, great, yeah, great, thank you, but, yeah. Andrew. You know Wayne Jenkins from uh, We Own This City in uh, Oh Wayne Jenkins. Yes. Oh, Wayne Jenkins. Okay, no, I can't do a Balmer accent. Oh, John, oh, John, John, John Barenthal or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris uh, Ryan yeah. cracks me up on the rewatch. Whenever he does it, it's so I funny. Cannot, it, I it is a it is a just, voice. It's yeah, so Baltimore, good. Baltimore voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where he just that, like, that is it, the Baltimore and the Philadelphia accents mm. are, are truly American sui generis accents. They come from oh, nowhere, they're just, and they're they're so great. I want to keep them. They, I think we all saw the viral video after I ninety five. Part of I ninety five collapsed in Philly, and mm. they interviewed. Philadelphia man about it. Well, yes, I, not, I haven't seen the video, but everybody's told me about it. It's, it's very life. Philadelphia. It's a very Philadelphia interview, and somebody, I have uh, some family from Philly. Send me the link for that. Yeah, it's. Um, we, we'll we'll drop it in the group chat once we're off the air. Does anyone in your family have a New York accent, Bob? Because you don't really have a New York accent. No, I didn't, uh, and my family doesn't really. I mean, there are. Yeah, when you get to my extended family, it's a little bit more. My both my, my mom and my dad made a concerted effort to sort of hammer out. My mom grew up in Brooklyn. My, in sort of my dad, my mom was in Williamsburg, and my dad was in Flatbush. But mm. they both made a concerted effort to hammer out the more the clear nineteen like mid twentieth century Brooklynese out of their accents. So I didn't grow up hearing it. Mm. Um, I have. I, according to some people, you can hear hints of a New York accent in my voice. I think my accent is pretty flat and affectless. But I would say that. Andrew, do you hear any New York in Bob's accent? I don't. You know, something like when he's having a conversation about something or he might be telling a story, it can it pops up a little bit, but right. not enough for, you know. Yeah, there are people who when they get mad, the accent comes back whole hog and you're like, Ooh. oh, that's where it is. When they get really emotional, they sort of it, something in them flares up. Like there was a, there was a, the closest I've come is there was, a, we did this, I was in this play that we wrote and created uh, called The Expensive Spirit. Mm. And the play was about a lot of things. Is, uh, but uh, the, the whole thing takes place in uh, a dilapidated uh, video store in Brooklyn in the mid 20s, mid 2000s. And the character that I, that I created was this guy named Bernie Birnbaum. Which was a bit of a hat tip to Miller's mm -hmm. Crossing, and uh, 
but the character was uh, this, you know, sort of local autodidact Brooklyn guy. And so, and so I had to talk with a Brooklyn accent. So I thought, how do I come up with a really sort of distinctive Brooklyn accent that doesn't sound New York Brooklyn? And I was like, well, I, I'm just going to do, I'm going to take uh, a, um, I'm going to take Columbo and I'm just going to, and I'm going to sort of see where that might go. So it started out right over here. And you start out talking and you start talking like people. Oh, right? God. But then you have to get it a little more nasal. So it's not exactly beautiful because beautiful lies in this register down here. But when you're doing the thing and you talk like this and you get the real enunciations of the Brooklyn accent. So I was doing Peter Fork, but I forced it through my nose a little bit more. But you get that, and you, and then you get to talk about the movies, and you, and then the character, he just goes, and he talks, and he talks, and really the part wasn't about me acting at a certain point at all. It's just uh, also the character is this guy who always wore like a huge down coat indoors, and a trapper, like wool trapper hat indoors, oh never took it off, which was difficult. In a New York stage, in a theatrical production, because, because kids, no air conditioning. you can't have the air conditioning on because it messes with the sound. So the air conditioning is not on in theaters. You, in a good theater, you crank it all day until the curtain goes up so you have a cooler room. But if you're working in, say, off-off Broadway stages, they don't have that kind of budget. So there is no air conditioning. I, it was, this was a high sweat character. So the combination of the voice where you start talking like this and the fact that I'm wearing this huge fur wool coat and a trapper keeper and it is extremely hot. Well, that, that you don't have to act it at that point. Yeah. That, that, there's no acting. You're just in that. I would, I swear, there was, a, there was a sort of, there were physical sequences in this play. It wasn't fully always a realistic play. It was one of the more realistic you know, here's the plot, here's how it progresses, here's how it ends, naturalistic plays we did. But there was still like, we tried to be at a sequence where a character is doing a monologue in the front and everything slows down. So we had everyone in the back moving in slow motion for the four or five minutes of this monologue. So there were, and there were moments where everything speeded up because we wanted to do sort of like a, the equivalent of a fast forward. So there's running in this play also. I would, I kid you not, I would sweat through this down coat. <laughs> Like I would, they're not the whole thing. I wasn't dripping wet, but there were parts of my body where you would see like sweat pooling in this down coat. It was a very, 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 it was a moist performance to say wow. the least. Yeah. In any case, long story short, no, I don't have the Brooklyn accent, but I can do it if you need it. But he can do it. It's a nasal Peter Falk imitation is what it is. I like and it. Shouts to Peter Falk for that, for inspiring that. Love you, Peter Falk. I love it. Uh, Andrew, your pick of the week. Hmm. Good question. I don't know. Okay. It's Righteous Gemstones Night, you guys. Ooh, oh, my God. I forgot night. it is Righteous Gemstones Night. Also, I, two weeks ago. Here's my pick of the week. Here's my pick of the week. Oh, I, I cannot like wait for Bob that tonight. Is, That's going to be a Bob, Bob is going to judge me on this. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. There is a Curb Your Enthusiasm board game. It's a Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> Monopoly and it's, uh, we're going to purchase it. So that's my pick of the week. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Okay. It, it's okay, Dad. You can have your phone. Mm -hmm. You're damn right I will. I love that. Uh, Bob, your pick of the week. 
I, 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 I said it. It's the righteous it's, gemstone. Yeah, just cut the show after you're damn right. That's where we're ending yeah. this. Well, game. my right pick there. of the week. My wife no, and I did Barry. No, we don't get your pick of the week. We did Barry. We finished Barry. It was so good. I don't care. That's where the show ends. That's a sorry. Button. I'm sorry. We know your pick of the week. It's okay. Fine. Barry I didn't was so like good. the way it ended. I thought, I thought it was I fantastic. I, I still the, need I to watch the, the ending. Um, I, I still need I to watch really, the final I feel like he got tired of making the show and he didn't know what to do with it, so he ended it. I think he's hinted as much in, in some ringer pods. But I it's, it's still great. a great show, but I didn't like how it ended. I did not buy the whole, Bill. spoiler alert, Bill Hader turns into a fundamentalist Christian when he moves to the middle of America. Well, I think it speaks to him just tr- escaping accountability. Like he just yeah, finds all I these know different it does, ways but to I do didn't, it. I didn't buy it from the character. It felt like such a divergence from the character he built. Am I a moron for not realizing it wasn't a dream for like 20 minutes into that no, episode? No, 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 no. It, they've done so many dream sequences. I thought it might have been. I, right? I, I kept saying, wait a second. They're gonna, he's going to yank us back. From yes. This, just his fantasy. Because they've done it. We've had extended dream sequences no right. not more on it all that was on purpose okay because i my wife and i really at i was like oh that was the episode he's this is a fast forward what yeah. Th- this is actually happening um all right by the way we're pr- we're printing it after andrew says you're damn right that is the end of the episode i love bob he's the leader I'm of this cut, show cut hey, producer bob sorry dad he's the director chase you <laughs> just provide the space <laughs> space provider I, hey, look, I would thrive in today's NBA. Pace and space. Um, Bobby Silverman. Ro- or, wow, I was going to just rename you. Bobby Silverman, Robert Silverman. I was going to do both. Bobby Silverman. A great name you're for still a play, doing the pod. This pod is over. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a great name for a play, by the way. Yeah. Potty Bobby Silverman. Silverman. Robert Silverman. A Potty great father son play. That's yeah. true. Andrew, Bob, thank you as always. And I'll talk to you all next week. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.